to another look. It is good to be back together again to consider some of the things that we addressed this morning during our sermon time together. Tonight we're going to be uh, thinking about some of the same themes that we looked at from 2 Kings chapter 17, uh, verses 7 through uh, the end of the chapter there. And we're not necessarily going to be looking at any verses in particular, but we are going to be thinking about how the author of Kings uh, writes and how we think about telling stories uh, makes a difference, not only to uh, those of us who are telling the story, but also in how they are heard. So let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you for your word and we thank you for the variety in it. We appreciate the Psalms and the, the poetry, the prayers, the songs. We appreciate the history and the way it unfolds. We appreciate the Gospels and how the, the Gospel writers tell us about Jesus in a way that highlights both his humanity and his divinity. We appreciate the letters. And God, as we spend some time reflecting on how your word comes to us, uh, enlighten how we think about the way we tell our own uh, story our, about our lives, about how you are um, making us into the image of Jesus, your son. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. <clears throat> As you noted this morning, there's a, a lot of different ways to tell stories. And we see how this happens in the Bible when we can uh, compare the author of the books of Samuel and Kings uh, and the author of uh, the books of First and Second Chronicles. If you were to take a quick look at your Bible and compare when the books of Chronicles start and when they end, you'd see that there's a, a lot of similarities. There are some different uh, differences in how much history gets put into the book of Chronicles. But there are certainly parts of First uh, and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, that are also part of Chronicles. But it is also clear in reading through the books of Kings and Chronicles especially, that those who are writing these books have very very different ideas about how to tell the story of God's people. Up until this point in the Bible, we've only had one timeline for the most part. Uh, Genesis has one timeline. Exodus has one timeline. Uh, Judges, Joshua, uh, Ruth, all of those books of the Bible up until this point have had one timeline. But now we get two timelines. We get two different perspectives on the same event. And of course, we're familiar with this in the Bible because the gospel writers do the same thing. And it's obvious that they have very different approaches to telling the uh, events of Jesus. And it's uh, obvious that they have different parts of Jesus' life that are important to them. This time of year, we spend all of our time in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, because Mark doesn't tell us anything about Jesus' birth or his early uh, growing up years. And John only tells us sort of the cosmic picture, right? Going way back to the very beginning, to creation. Uh, we don't get any birth story. We don't even get, uh, we don't learn about how 
Um, Mary becomes pregnant. We don't know anything about Joseph. And so we sort of know from reading the Bible that there are different ways uh, to tell the story. And so now we're going to look at that uh, a little bit more as it relates to Samuel and Kings. Because in the book of Samuel and Kings, uh, the focus of the author is on um, how the people of God end up in exile. Almost all of the commentators and historians who read through the books of Samuel and Kings believe and see as the story unfolds that the authors are trying to say, this is how the people of God started. Here are some of the really good things that happened along the way. But overwhelmingly, the trajectory has been a decline. The people of God, especially the kings, those in leadership, have forgotten about God. They have done their own thing. They have gone their own way. And God punishes them by sending them into exile. And so most historians and commentators believe that uh, kings, especially, is written for the exiled community. It's written for those who are either left behind in Israel after those who have been taken away to Assyria and Babylon are gone, or it's for those who have been uh, brought into exile, those who have been taken to Assyria or to Babylon, and those who have been taken are writing down the events, uh, the oral tradition, the stories, or they've taken uh, parts of writings from before, and they are compiling them. And the way they're telling the events, the way they're telling us about the story of God's people is to try to track how we ended up here, away from the temple, away from Jerusalem, away from the promised land, and in exile. And of course, that's a sad story because the way that the story ends is fairly bleak, fairly dark. Uh, the people of God are far from home. Chronicles, however, is uh, much more interested in telling a hope-filled story. And so historians and commentators believe that Chronicles is written for the uh, people of God once they've come back. Not the people who are far from home, but those who returned from exile and settled in and around Jerusalem and are trying to figure out whether or not they're the same people. Or we could imagine in some ways, if uh, we think about our own family history, if all of a sudden there was this significant break. Uh, and now we're trying to figure out who we are apart from our family history. We've, we're no longer living in the same country we're no longer living the, uh, speaking the same language. Uh, we can imagine this especially true for immigrant communities who leave their homeland, leave their customs, leave their uh, maybe extended families, leave their language, and then go to a new place. And the question that arises is, are we still the same people? And of course, in the context of God's people, that's a pretty significant question. Because the question then becomes, are we still the people of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? 
are the promises that God gave to Abraham still promises for us? Is the story of the Exodus our story? Do we celebrate the Passover that we have been rescued and delivered as well? Is the temple, which we're rebuilding and now worshiping in as the restored community, are those things that were laid out in Leviticus and Exodus and Numbers, are those our feasts? How do we understand ourselves as a people who have returned? What's our connection to the people before? And those are very different questions, aren't they? If the book of Kings is review of how we ended up in the pit, how we ended up far from home, what went wrong, and sort of the question of, let's not do that again. Chronicles is trying to put in front of the people of God the promises of God are faithful. God hasn't changed. And even if we as the people of God have changed, God has not. He is still present among his people. He has remained faithful to his promises. And he is committed to them, not just in the past, but in the here and the now and into the future. <clears throat> One of the ways that we see that played out especially to focus in uh, sort of in the nitty-gritty of Kings and Chronicles is that in the, the book of Kings, individuals are part of a much larger trajectory, a much larger decline. But in Chronicles, when there's a bad king, that king is punished. When there's a, a certain period of history that's not so good, that king is punished in the, in the immediate in other words, God's promises, God's faithfulness, the people of God, all of that sort of hovers there, and the individuals on the ground have the opportunity to receive those promises and own them as their own, or to reject those promises and therefore suffer the consequences. And so in some ways, we are a Chronicles people. Because we're a people who've come back from exile, right? We're not living in Israel in the promised land. We're people who are living away from home, uh, waiting for the return of the ultimate promised land, the city of Jerusalem. And we are a people who are trying to figure out who we are, uh, recognizing that uh, the Church of Jesus Christ is a continuation of Israel, but in a very different way. And so we're a people of hope, wanting to see that God remains faithful to his people, that he continues to be with them, um, and also a people who are focused on being faithful in the moment, not necessarily seeing this overall decline or this overall uh, increase, but that each person is held accountable to respond to what God is up to in their lives. And so where does that leave us in, as we think about our own testimonies, our own stories? Well, part of it is to be a people of hope, to be a people who remain hopeful that God has not abandoned his people, that God is present among us, that he is faithful to his promises, 
and he is committed to us individually and as a people. But it's also to recognize that as we tell our story, as we give our testimony, whether that's a, a longer testimony in terms of our whole story, what God has been up to from the beginning, the way we tell it will tell who is listening something very different about God and how we are to understand who he is calling us as his people to be. Kings tells the story of correction, of warning. Chronicles tells the story of hope, of God's faithfulness. Both are true. Both are equally true. And in our testimonies, how we tell that story is significant in letting people know how we experience God in our lives and who we hope they also will experience him to be. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you that you are faithful, that you do not change, that you remain committed to your people, to our world. Help us as we tell our histories, our stories, as we give our testimonies, to be aware of how they are heard, how they sound in others' ears, so that we may be a people of hope, anticipating what you will continue to do in our lives. We pray this in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. As we continue to anticipate celebrating the first coming of Jesus Christ, we also are filled with hope that Jesus will come again to make all things new. And so uh, we anticipate a Merry Christmas, but even in the midst of that, may we wait well. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again soon.